Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmid, and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's show, NHL and NHLPA meet and the possibility of the Bruins playing outdoor games. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Gary Bettman said last week that the league's targeted, targeted date of January 1st is still on the table, but a January 15th start is also being discussed. Now, this would include 56 games, a 56 game schedule that could pass, and with the possibility with the Stanley Cup finals in late June or early July. So, it's a really important week for the NHL and NHLPA if both sides hope to make a mid January puck drop happen. Now, you you know, you're wondering, you know, how can a mid-January be realistic at this point? I mean, we might as well just throw January 1st out the window because that's not going to happen. That is not going to happen. So, you know, you got to you got to look for maybe mid-January. Now, how are they going to pull this off? I mean, you're going to have two weeks of quarantine, right? One week of practice. And then wouldn't they need at least four to five, you know, preseason games, you know, or, you know, at least four, you know, to get really get their legs going. So your guess is as good as mine. You know, are they going to are they going to be able to get this thing underway by mid-January? OK, now the thing that that's that's, you know, the the issue here isn't isn't really anything that has to do with, you know, quarantining or, you know, testing or anything. This is all about the business side of the sport. You know, the economic issues are still unresolved, but both sides keep talking, you know, about the other issues, you know, about the season. But it's still, you know, the, this is the main breaking point here. You know, it's the economic issues of this whole thing. You know, the NHL has asked the players to defer defer some salary to aid in owner cash flow for 2021. I understand that. All right. That makes sense. There will be no revenue coming in from ticket sales or concessions. I know some of you won't agree with me, but you have to realize that the NHL is still a business like all pro like all sports. So. I have no idea what's going to, you know, I have no idea what's going to happen at this point. They need to, Gary Bettman needs to get together with the NHLPA and start talking. Now, this morning I saw something about how Bruins owner Jeremy Jacobs isn't happy with Bettman over the new CBA. So that's, that's another soap opera in itself, but I really don't want to get into that right now because I really don't know what that situation is. Apparently, some of the NHL owners are a little upset that they really didn't get a chance to read the new CBA for 
from a couple of months you know, from a couple of months back. This this ha- actually happened. This new CBA actually happened prior to teams reporting to their bubbles. So who knows what's going to go on with the soap opera? But I know as a hockey fan, we're all happy. You know, we all want to see hockey. I mean, I hope the the league and players association get a deal done so we can ho- we can watch hockey this winter. I mean, they've had two months to come up with some type of some type of an agreement, but unfortunately, you know they haven't. All right, everything's going to come down to money, and that's what it's going to come down to: money. All right, and the thing is, what the hell are they waiting for? The ice to freeze over so they can play games outside? Well, outdoor games could happen. NHL, several NHL teams, including the Penguins, the your Boston Bruins, the Carolina Hurricanes, Anaheim Ducks, and Los Angeles Kings are considering hosting multiple outdoor games during the 2021 season. Now, from a fan's perspective, I think any outdoor game with fans and social distancing is a pretty good idea. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the out you know, of a lot of outdoor games, all right? I like the Winter Classic, that one game, January 1st, that's it. I don't need a stadium series game at, say, Yankee Stadium between the Rangers and the Islanders in February. I don't need that. You know, your premier event, outdoors, Winter Classic on January 1st, that's it for me. But I kind of like this idea because this is this is something where fans can actually go to, all right? Fans can actually, would be able to go to these games, all right? And social distance, wearing masks. So I think, I think it's, I think that would be a really good idea. Now, don't run out and think you can get tickets just because the games will be outside, all right? The state of Massachusetts doesn't allow fans in attendance yet. So don't think that the Bees will be playing in front of fans at Fenway or Gillette. I mean, they've contacted the state and city officials about the idea, you know, of playing outside. But I don't know if they're going to actually, you know, I don't know if the state of Massachusetts is actually going to allow the Bruins to actually have fans in attendance. So you might as well just play the games. You know, if you're if you're not going to have any any fans in attendance, you might as well just play them at the Garden. But here's the thing. They could do Gillette. Sell the same number of seats as the garden and then socially distance the crowd. Okay? So that 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 makes perfect sense. But here's the other thing. All 31 teams would have to agree to this. I mean, you can't have like some teams playing out outdoor games and some teams playing indoor games. It just doesn't make sense. All right. I could see doing it one time a year for the winter classic. Yeah, all right, that's one game. But for you know, you have let's say the Las Vegas, like Las Vegas, all right. The golden, the Golden Knights, they've already said no to the idea, partly because they don't have any outdoor venues. Well, I had to think of a little bit, and isn't don't they have a brand new football stadium that the Raiders play in? Isn't that an outdoor stadium? I think it is. You know, um, I would imagine that the New York Rangers would say no. I mean, they won't even play home games. They won't play home games other than MSG. Now, think about this. If you go back a couple of years ago, 
when the Rangers, Islanders, and Devils all played an outdoor stadium series game right around the time when the Super Bowl was in New, was being played in New Jersey. So it was a whole big week of, you know, in the tri-state area of, of hockey at Yankee Stadium and, you know, the Super Bowl at um, MetLife, okay? But the Islanders, so here are these three teams. The Rangers weren't the home team for any of those games, okay? They weren't the home team. Jump ahead to... The Winter Classic with the Buffalo Sabres. Now, we're talking the Buffalo Sabres. They're all the way up in, you know, um, all the way up there in in North uh, Western Ma- uh, Massachusetts. Wow, uh, Northwest Northwestern um, New York. God, I'm drawing a blank here this morning. Uh, but if you think about it, you know, think about it. They were the they were coming all the way down from Buffalo, all the way down to Long Island. I mean, that's a how can a team from Buffalo be the home team on Long Island? Okay, when you have the New York Rangers basically right there. And don't get me started with the NHL dropped the ball with that. It should have been Rangers Islanders with the with the Islanders as the home team hosting the Rangers in the Winter Classic. So. Never mind. Never mind about that. For just going off on a tangent there. All right. I mean, the Rangers playing at Yankee Stadium would be awesome. You know, playing all their home games at Yankee. St- you know, by that time, you know the only the only issue though, you know, would be, you know, the 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 thing with the Rangers, you know, and only playing their home. They only play their home games at MSG. So. I mean, Yankee Stadium would be awesome. I mean, someone the other day even suggested Central Park. I mean, that's been brought up a couple of times. So, you know, you got to really think this over, you know, especially, you know, with all these, you know, with teams, some teams saying yes, some teams saying no. You know, I like the idea, but you already have arenas to play in. Why not just play in those and play in empty arenas? You know, you would have to think of weather. I mean, you know, rain, snow, and the heat down south. And the cost of building the rink. You know, think about that one too. And, you know, what happens when, you know, you get into April, May, and June. Or April and May during the playoffs. You're going to have to move indoors because you're going to get rain. You're going to get a lot of rain. You're going to get warm weather where the ice is going to suck. So, you know, why bother playing all your regular season games outdoors and then have to move them indoors for the playoffs? Just doesn't make sense, but I kind of like the idea. I mean, there was a rumor back in October, right around when the playoffs were over, that the NHL was looking at doing a bubble again in Canada, playing games on a lake in Alberta. Now, to me, that would take really, if you love to watch pond hockey or anything, that would be awesome. You know, maybe set up two or three rinks. You can have a couple games, you know, a day. or So that would really work out well. And it would be like the U.S. Pond Hockey Championships. They have in Minnesota every year. They have like 15 rinks going on. And, you know, over like, I, it, my guess is they have over like 100 teams partaking in this big tournament on a lake in Minnesota. 
So if you ever get a chance, I I suggest to watch the movie Pond Hockey. You know, you could probably find it on demand or on one on on one of those uh, streaming platforms. So, you know, go go watch that movie. That movie's awesome. You know, and and thinking about the bees and you know playing in Gillette, you know playing at Fenway, and then you know hearing about this thing, this lake in Alberta thing got me thinking. Why don't the bees just play on the Charles River or Lake Winnipesaukee? I mean. That 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 would be fun to watch, you know. The only problem is that the Charles River doesn't really freeze over that often. I think I've only seen it fr- uh, freeze over maybe once in twenty years. So, but I think that would be a cool. That would be cool, you know. The guys, you know, set up a rink on the Charles River, and you know, you know, with the the city of Boston behind it, that would be an awesome. That would be awesome. That would be an awesome sh- that would be an awesome shot. You know, not necessarily you know for a hockey well, for a hockey game, yes. That would be, you know, but think about the picture, you know, the like a panoramic picture of of the team playing with with the with the city in the background, that would be kind of awesome. I mean, the idea of playing on a lake would be cool. You know? You know, we, Lake Winnipesaukee would be cool. They actually, I I think they actually have um, hockey tournaments on on Lake Winnipesaukee in the um, in the winter. Except for maybe not this winter, but you know, in past winters they've had little hockey. I think they've had little hockey tournaments on Lake Winnipesaukee in New Hampshire. So you know, I like this idea of playing on a lake. Maybe it would get kids out skating on their local ponds. You know, most kids these days, you know, they play hockey inside climate control rinks, you know. You know, when was the last, you know, kids do not, you know, kids don't get out enough. You know, you know, that local pond, you know, you know, or even a backyard pond, you know, somebody's in the pond in the backyard, you know, or not in the, well, somebody's pond on their property. I mean, I was lucky to grow up with three ponds up the street from my house. Every afternoon, we would be riding the school bus home, and would look to see which high school kids were playing on the pond as the as the um, as the bus drove by the pond. So, we'd get off the bus, run home, we'd get our skates, and walk up and play till till about after dark. I mean, that, that's that's the awesome part about playing outside. You're out out there with your friends. You know, there's no rules. You know, you're just skating around, shooting the puck. You know, maybe maybe you are having, maybe you have teams and stuff. You know, you take the sticks and you shuffle the sticks and, you know, to get, you know, even sides of, of teams and then you put, and then you just play. So I think, I think that's awesome. You know, if the, if they can do this thing and play a game on a lake, you know, even if, if even if it's just the Canadian teams playing up there, like, you know, like they're supposed, like they're talking about, they're talking about, you know, an all Canadian division. I think it would be cool to put all the, all seven Canadian teams in a bubble in Alberta and play on a pond. I think that would be a really cool, that's a really cool concept for, for, for this times we're having. It would be entertaining. Let's just say, you know, Let's not jump on an outdoor game on on all this outdoor game stuff right now. 
because, you know, the important thing right now is getting the NHL and NHLPA to agree to play. But, you know, I like the idea of doing outdoor, of doing some type of an outdoor game. Maybe instead of the winter, you know, they should have, they could have probably pulled off a winter classic, you know, in Minnesota on January 1st. But, you know, I can see, I can see their, I can see their idea of canceling it because, you know, what's the winter classic outdoors without any fans? It's, it's just, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, they, the only other option for, for this season is maybe, you know, cancel the season, you know, you know, I've been thinking about that. What if they just canceled the season? I mean, they're, the vaccines are coming out. A lot of people are probably not going to really, you know, normal people like you and me, normal, you know, citizens or whatever, you know, probably aren't going to get the vaccine until mid probably midsummer. So there's a good chance, you know, there's a good chance that the bees are probably going to, you know, hit the ice next season. They're 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 definitely going to be playing next October. We don't know about January yet, but we do know that with vaccines coming out and everything else, we do know that there is going to be X there's going to be the Bruins hockey at the TD Garden next year. I don't expect a full TD Garden here. All right. In the beginning, maybe 25, 50% capacity to start the 21, 22 season. Um, you know, I don't think, I don't think I'll be going to games for a while. I might just wait and sit at home and wait maybe a season or two to go back. Um, so who knows what's going to happen? You know, I just don't feel like, I feel like I'm going to be walking into a Petri dish at this point. So, you know, I might just sit and wait out maybe a season or two before I go back to any hockey, you know. I'm not saying any hockey games. I'm saying maybe NHL games in general because more people tend to go to go to the NHL games. I'll probably go to my local college game or my local AHL games. So, that's that's where I stand right now with this with this whole thing. But, you know, everybody's, you know, waiting for the NHL to come out to play hockey. And, you know, we're, we're missing it. We are missing it. You know, we're missing the, um, the AHL, you know, the AHL too. The American Hockey League was supposed to start this week. And they pushed it to start in February. So hopefully the baby bees will take the, to the ice this winter. So, so. You know, who knows what's going to happen with that one? You know, maybe the American Hockey League cancels and the NHL cancels. And what do we got? Well, there are other forms of hockey out there. There's, you know, there's the World Juniors coming up at the end of this month. You know, we got college. We got some Providence Bruins playing over in Europe. So there is hockey, you know, there is hockey being played. Okay. There's, you know, you know, you have, you have, you know, colleges out there. You have, you know, um, U.S. USHL teams playing. You know, I'm not, I'm not too sure about the, 
the situation with the Canadian junior juniors. So I don't know what's going on up there. You do have some games going on in Europe and you know, there are some, you know, there are some, some college guys, some college prospects playing or some Bruins prospects playing in college. And we also have some Providence Bruins over in Europe. So, you know, we're going to take a look at some of those guys who are playing playing overseas. At least they're getting some games in. You know, they're they're they've the, these guys are getting games in. Uh, Twenty nineteen first round pick Johnny Beecher is going to be will represent Team USA in the upcoming World Junior Championships. He's in. The, he's going to be participating in their tra- training camp. Um, he plays for Michigan uh, in the uh, in the college ranks. So, you know, looking forward to seeing him. Uh, play for Team USA in the upcoming World Junior Championships. Um, twenty thirteen or twenty twenty third round pick Trevor Kuntar scored his first collegiate goal in a three nothing Boston College win over Providence College over on Friday night. Now they also played again on I believe it was Saturday, and uh, the uh, Boston College routed Providence. I forgot what the score was, and I believe Trevor Kuntar. Picked up another goal, so he's he's everybody's been high on this kid, and it, it's fun to watch him play. I've seen a couple. I've wa- watched a lot of the Pro- uh, Boston College games on Nesson, and he's a pretty he he looks like he's going to be a pretty good addition to the Boston Bruins in the future. Now we have Mason Laurie. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Um, has five points in five games with the Green Bay Gamblers of the USHL. He was the B's second round pick in the 2020 uh, draft this past October. So, you know, there's another one we can keep our eyes on. You know, you know, you might want to like check out the Green Bay Gamblers and see if there's if they stream any any of their games live. They probably do an audio stream, but you know, if they do have a video stream available, I would check check him out too. Um, Providence goaltender. Uh, Dan Vladar, who made his NHL debut uh, this summer in in the playoffs, uh, has joined HC uh, HC Dynamo and is native of uh, Czech Republic. Uh, the 23 year old debtminder lost his first game, allowing three goals, 17 shots, and a 3 2 loss to some team I can't pronounce. So now we will go on to Blue Liners Jacob Zaboral who is basically could be a contender to make the Bruins roster when or if the NHL comes back. Uh, he's been on loan to a hockey team in his native Czech Republic and has seven points, six goals, and uh, a goal and six assists in 12 games. So he's another one that's um, that the Bruins have been high on lately. So, you know, there's a good chance, you know, he may make the club, big club with Tory Krug uh, going to St. Louis. So... You know, there's a lot of openings on that back line, and I'm wondering if if Zaboral might have a chance. You know, there's there's a bunch of guys out there that could probably slide into that Krug spot, and you know, hopefully, hopefully make a difference. We have Oscar Steen. Um, he had a he's playing he's currently playing over in Sweden. Uh, he's 22 years old on loan from the Providence Bees or Providence Bruins. He has ten goals and and he has ten goals and thirteen points in fifteen games, including including an assist in and a game winner. So you know ten goals, 
in 15 games, that's pretty damn good. I'm just happy to see some of the player Providence players are getting their, you know, getting some hockey in in Europe. You know, I think that the, I think if the um, if the league comes back, if we see hockey, NHL, a, whether it's AHL or NHL, I think that a lot of these guys like Vladar Zaboral, Steen, they might actually have an advantage since they've been playing. They've actually been playing some games, so. Unlike some of the other guys who are probably, you know, waiting for something to happen. Now, there's a lot of free agents out there that are probably waiting for something to happen happen out there. I mean, you have, you know, Zdeno Chara. He's he's in Boston because he was delivering pies during his during um during pie, delivering pies around Thanksgiving. So we all know he does that annually, and he's in Bo- he's in the Boston area. So he's probably waiting to see what happens with the um, what's going to happen if the league comes back. The other thing is there's there's Mike Hoffman out there. Not that the Bruins are going to be able to afford him, but there's quite a few other guys out there that I don't have at the top of my head right now. So it's going to be an interesting probably week week and a half to see what's going to happen with the NHL and NHLPA. All right. Now, like I said, it all comes down to economics here. All right. Players, you know, the NHL wants the players to defer some salary, you know, to help out with the cash flow for 2021. So we'll just have to see where this goes, because maybe by next, maybe by next week, I might have an answer. You know, it might be, hey, we're playing hockey or it might be that we're still on hold. And to me, the longer these guys wait, the less and less you're going to hear about the NHL coming back. I mean, I mean, it does make sense. It does make sense to just cancel the season and start fresh next October. And with the possibility of having fans back next season, you know, whether it is, you know, a low capacity of like 50%, you know, to start out the season and then maybe by January they up it to, you know, 75 or whatever. But let's just hope that these guys actually talk. There's no, you know, complaining about money because this is what it basically boils down to is the money. All right. I mean, they can they can agree on. Everything else, like t- like testing and social distance, maybe maybe telling the players, hey, you can't go to a, you know, you can't go out to eat with your family, you know, stay in, you know, stay at home, like a stay at home, like a type of stay at home order, you know, players can only go two places, home, the rink, home, the practice practice rink, and the arena. Maybe that's maybe maybe that's it. I mean, and I'm not gonna say that there aren't gonna be any positive tests. I mean. I was completely right about the bubble. I said that there weren't going to be any positive tests coming out of the bubble, and I was right. But here with this situation, I have a feeling that at least one team or at least all 31 teams are going to be affected, are going to actually have a few players test positive. Not all at the same time. Maybe sporadically, you know, maybe like one week, you know, it'll be Bergeron. Two weeks later or three weeks later, it'll be, you know, 
Marshawn or, you know, a couple weeks later in a Rask. You know, you're not going to see a whole, I don't think you're going to see a whole bunch of them test positive. You know, and you cannot, and the other thing is that there might be a possibility that if somebody tests positive, you will have games canceled or moved. So, but there's one thing though. You know, this this season is going to be so condensed with a shorter schedule that, you know, you're going to have problem. You're probably going to have a lot of problems rescheduling and moving games around. You know, this isn't like the NFL where they can move a game like to the mid, mid Sunday game and then move it to midweek. You know, that's not going to happen. So it's going to be a wait and see. You know, you know, we still need to, you know, we still need to hear about what's going on. Hopefully by next week, I'll have some more information for you. Hopefully I'll have some good news. Hopefully I'll have some good news that the NHL is coming back. And this is what's happening. This is when training camp's going to open. This is when the season's going to open. And we're going to be all set. And I'm going to be able to actually talk about games. Not talk about, you know, guys arguing back and forth. Okay. So let's just hope that these guys... See eye to eye by the end of this week, and I'll have some decent news for you next week. Good news. If you have a question for me, you can tweet me at HockeyNASCAR413 or go to my Believe in Boston Bruins Facebook page. This show is available on all your favorite on all your favorite streaming platforms: iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. And you can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Are you interested in advertising on this show? Please contact Believe at Believe.com. Would you like to join me as a guest on Believe in Boston Bruins podcast? Go to the Believe in Boston Bruins Facebook page and we'll set up a date and a time to record. All you need is Skype or Zoom. It doesn't have to be all about the Bruins. We can talk about anything, you know, NHL. We can talk about if you want to talk about the Colorado Avalanche or the Vancouver Canucks or the Mighty Ducks or any of these things. You know, come on, we'll talk about it. You know, we'll have some fun with that. Okay? We're going to have a lot of fun talking. We'll talk about anything hockey. We can even talk about the coll- the kids, the um Bruins prospects in college. So, Thanks for listening, and have a great week, and go Bruins. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.